end up being like, okay, well, I got to post this and you're spending like 10 minutes on it. It turns into an hour and then two hours and you're like, I still got to do this. If you just focus it on one day, then you're not worrying about the other stuff. You got this. Welcome to Peak Pyrography, where we discuss artistry and process with creators in the wood burning and pyrography community. I'm your host, Justine Fetty. First off, I want to start by saying thank you so much to everyone who's tuned in for these first couple of episodes. I love putting these together and your support by listening, commenting, following, and enjoying just warms my heart. I plan to keep releasing episodes on Tuesday until I've gotten a chance to talk to as many of you wonderful pyrographers as I can. If there's someone whose story you want to hear or you think needs to be shared, shoot me a message on Instagram at peak underscore pyro. I look forward to hearing from you and to sharing so many more stories. Today on the podcast, we've got Jennifer LaBerge from North Star Pyrography. I love checking out her work. Her realistic shading style is incredible and the artistry in her fantasy fantasy pieces is inspiring to view. I got a chance to learn from Jen by taking her shading tutorial last summer, and let me tell you, it was a game changer. If you haven't already, go check it out. She had two cameras rolling for this one, so if you feel like you've missed out on any of the visuals, be sure to check out the videos on YouTube. And now, for what you came here to hear, Jennifer LaBerge. Hi Jen, welcome on Peak Pyrography. I'm thrilled to have you here. Hi, thanks Justine for having me. So where are you today? Where are you coming from? I am located in the Rocky Mountains of BC, Canada, in a little town called Sparwood. Just just over the border from Montana, right, for our U.S. listeners? Yeah, I'm about 40 minutes from the U.S. border and five minutes from the Alberta border. Okay, nice, nice. I used to live up that way. I was up in North Dakota, so not quite as far west, but oh yes, pretty yep. close to that same border. Pretty close, yes. <laughs> um, so let's start with how, how did you get started in your journey into wood burning? I always wanted to do leather tooling. That was my thing I wanted to get into. Um, and then my dad had gotten into a really bad motorcycle accident down in Arkansas. So I went down to visit him and I was like, well, I'll look at the leather tooling stuff down here. And it was very expensive and wood burning was right next to it. And I was like, hey, that's a lot cheaper. (laughs) (laughs) So I grabbed that. And then I went to a flea market down there as well. And I found a little penny board, um, skateboard, that was $2. And it was in rough shape. So I brought it home. I cleaned it up, sent it off. And my daughter, she was um, two at the time, had asked for me to burn Hank from Finding Dory on it. So I did. And that was my first project. (laughs) how it got started and I haven't stopped. <laughs> so does she ride the skateboard now? Oh yes. <laughs> oh, awesome. Very well loved. <laughs> That's great. And you had to touch it up or is Hank still hanging out? He's still doing pretty good. <laughs> and so from there, I, you caught the bug and have been burning since then. And Absolutely. I started out by making clocks on just like the wood panel canvases and started posting them online and people started seeing them and I was getting orders like crazy. So I was busy within the first couple of months of wood burning. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and where did the name North Star Pyrography come from? I've been adding the North Star mark into my work since I was a kid, all through high school and everything, um, just to show that because the North Star in the sky is constant, and I wanted something in my work that was always constant. So I always added the North Star in, and then my original name that I started out with doing pyrography was Laverge Creations, and I had a dream one night of changing my name to North Star Pyrography to match my mark that I added in, and so I did. Oh, that's so cool. And I, I hadn't realized that it's in your stuff, but now I'm looking at a couple of pieces here and it's there. That's so it cool. Is. Sneaky yeah, little no. mark. It, oh, yes. it fits in with it fits in with the design every time, so you don't even know Good. that. It, it doesn't jump out, but it's right there. That's so cool. Yeah. Um what are some of your favorite pieces that you've done along this journey? Um, some of my favorite ones I've done are, um, I did a Viking gnome recently 
past, I think it was a couple months ago I did. And I really enjoyed doing that one. It was quite large and it was very detailed and on cherry, which is one of my favorite types of wood. And I've just, I really enjoyed the whole process, like sketching it out and then burning it and everything. Um, another one I did was a double necked guitar that I did for a customer down in the States. He did sent you, me. Were you burning dark. on the actual guitar? Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he had a guitar custom made and he sent the body up to me and then he had the headstocks made by Fender. So he sent those to me as well. And I burned on the headstocks as well as the body. And then I sent it all back down to him and he sent me pictures when he got it all clear coded and assembled and everything. And it, it was still one of my favorite pieces. That is such mm -hmm. a cool thing to put together. And uh... yeah. Uh, what kind of design did you do on that? He asked for either a koi fish design or a mandala design. So I incorporated both designs into the body. And on the headstocks, um, one of them has the koi fish, the other one has the mandala. Oh, awesome. That's so fun. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. And then my other favorite piece is one that I'm working on right now. It's an abstract fox piece. And okay. that's the only one that I have here. <laughs> It's this one here. And let me get this switched over. Oh, yeah. I've seen you burning this one. Yes. It's got such nice detail. I love this one. And your style in general is so detailed and you, you've got to be so patient to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. This is actually my third time trying to do this piece. <laughs> okay. I had started out much bigger. Um, on a piece of maple and the maple was almost rotten when I started burning oh. it. I didn't realize it, but it was really soft and it was almost like melting while I burned and it made it really difficult. So I just sanded it off and then I tried doing it on another piece of basswood, but it was a laminated piece of basswood. So it was just like strips glued together and it just it didn't want to burn. Like it was burning almost like oily kind of like it was really oh. weird. It's, it's, yeah, hard to explain. So I kind of gave up on it. And then finally, I'm like, no, I really want to do it. So I went back to it. And this is it. <laughs> it's looking good so far. It'll be fun to see that completed. Yes, so close. Hopefully this week. <laughs> wow. So how long does a piece like this take you to burn? Um, it really depends on how much details in it. But this one here has taken me about eight hours so far. Okay, that that's less time than I expected. <laughs> so it probably comes with practice. Yes, the experience and stuff. You definitely get faster um, knowing what works, what doesn't work, and, and everything like that. Uh, and is North Star Pyrography what you do full-time? Yes, it is. Or is this awesome? Yeah, Yeah, I started full-time um, not this past September, but the September before. Once both my girls were in school full-time, I started doing this that's great um so so you've got two daughters uh, yes, at, and they're in school full-time so that means that you get like six hours maybe between when they're at school to actually work <laughs> yes and then I get up with my husband at five o'clock in the morning okay so get I that usually... like pre-time Yes, exactly. So sometimes I will work on something until the girls get up for school. Um, and then in the evening, sometimes if I don't feel like chilling, it's like, ah, oh, let's go burn for a bit. I'll go burn. Yeah. Do you have a setup yeah. where you can spend time with your husband and burn or are you in a separate space? Is it? Um, you know, I'm in the porch right space? now. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in the porch. Um, no, not really. Like, if I want to spend time with him, we'll usually do, like, games or we'll watch a movie or a show or something like that. Or, Yeah. But we're pretty yeah. easy going like that. There's sometimes where it's like, no, I just I just want to burn, get out of the house, go away. <laughs> I, I completely understand. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you just, just me and the tool in the wood, like, give Absolutely. us some time. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 So what kind of stuff are you working on now? Um, uh, right you've got the fox that you're working on. Is that yes, a commission absolutely. or is that your no, this uh, is my passion design. project? Yeah, this is a, a passion project for sure. 
Um, so I'm working on this one. And then this week I don't have any um, orders just because I took the week off just to kind of chill, do my own thing and stuff. Um, and then back to commission starting next week. Um, hoping to get a few more projects on the go this week and get them in there, get them done for the weekend. Um, but I don't have any set designs just yet. How often do you take a week for Jen's projects? Um, every few months I try to take at least a week. And then I also do try and take time off for my girls, of course. Um, like spring break's coming up in March, so I didn't book anything for the two weeks that they're off so we can go do stuff and spend time together. Um, so that, that helps a lot. Um, and then I don't do any orders from June to August. I take that off for summer break. My girls have a lot going on in June, like we have birthdays, anniversaries, everything like that, end of school and stuff. So I don't do anything then because it just gets too hectic. Yeah. You you protect your time with your family oh, yeah, as you sure. should. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then how far out do you take commissions? Um, I usually, it really depends on the part of the year, I guess. Like right now I'm taking bookings for end of April. Um, but then usually by, by the end of April, I'm totally booked right until January the following year. So it's like, yeah, it's a few yeah. months there where it slows down a little bit, but then it's like the rest of the year is just booked. <laughs> and then, cause you even like at the end of the year have, you make ornaments. And so when you're yes. doing that, you've obviously booked that time out for yeah. the ornaments. Absolutely. Yeah. I usually try and book about a week to do the, all the orders next. I get quite a few for them. Yeah. Well, yeah. Fantastic. They're I got some this year. They're these little yes. guys for my, for my little ones. I love doing the gnomes. They're so fun. They're so cute and sweet and uh, and you were so flexible because I hadn't got something for my son when he was yeah, for his first Christmas. And I asked you to change the year on it. And that, thank you for that. And Oh, not a problem. Yeah, I do them um, as the orders come in. So that way they're not all saying if there is changes or something, somebody like to make different color, different yeah. name. Yeah. And then it's not all the same. Yeah. And I, I, I appreciated your flexibility on that. <laughs> um. So what, when you're making projects for yourself, how do you decide what to create? Or even for your commissions, because you still come up with all the designs on that. Yeah. Where, what's your, uh, what inspires you, especially for your own projects? Um, definitely nature, for sure. Um, I'm really into, like, the wilderness, my surroundings and everything here, being in the mountains definitely helps. Um, and then fantasy. So I like adding a little bit of fantasy type stuff into my wildlife and everything. Um, when it comes to like a commission or something, um, I think it just depends what the customer wants, really. Like I do a lot of pet portraits, so it's obviously their photo. Um, but when it comes to like the wildlife and that, I kind of like get ideas in my head as soon as they start saying what they want. So I'll do up like digital mock-ups on the computer and then I'll send them to them for approval for which one they want. Um, but yeah, like it's mostly just the outdoors, like anything nature, wildlife, and then trying to add that bit of fantasy in. And then always the North Star. Yes, absolutely. I'm going to, I'm going to start <laughs> watching for that in, in your posts and your I have missed a couple. Pieces. So. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> we all do. Um, what kind of pieces and uh, get you really excited? Your fantasy ones and, um, or or what kind of if you've got a commission, a couple commissions that come in and you're, what what excites you? Um, I think just doing different stuff. Like it's kind of hard to explain. Um, because even with pet portraits, like they can get repetitive and stuff too. But there's always going to be something different about it. So I know I can gain the experience from doing it. So I'm kind of nerdy that way. I, I love getting an experience. <laughs> different yeah. things, trying new things and, and stuff. Um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> what excites you? Um, and then if I get like a, a design idea in my head and I just 
got to get it down. Like, I just won't stop until I, I get it down and out because I'm just so excited about it. Like this piece, for instance, like I was just so excited. I just want to keep working on it, but I don't have time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you, and, do you sketch it in your notebook or do you, on a iPad app or computer, I guess? Um, I definitely prefer paper over an iPad. I will use an iPad sometimes, especially if I'm using digital reference photos, because I can have it side by side. Um, if I'm just drawing from something I've got in my head, I'll use sketchbooks and just sit at the table and just keep doing it over and over until I get what I want. Cool. That That's a good way to do it and get it yes. out of your head so at least you can go back to sleep. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you said you enjoyed burning on cherry. Is that your favorite? What other kinds of woods do you like to burn on? Um, I have some here that I can show. Um, maple is definitely my favorite. And then I do love the cherry. I don't have any cherry around me right now. Um, so here's a piece of maple wood. This is hard rock maple. Is it really dark? No, it looks all right. <laughs> okay. Um, so this is hard rock maple. And then I've got, there's so many different kinds of maple. And this is oh, that's a Manitoba beautiful maple. Piece. Yeah. And when it gets clear coated, it'll turn a bright red. And see now that pesky sun is back. Um, yeah. And this is, I think down in the States, they call it box elder. Um, okay. But it's it's a really nice piece. And then willow is another favorite. And this is willow wood. So, so do, when you are, got that those pieces with the um the you said Manitoba maple? Mhm. Yes. Do you try and incorporate that shape from the inside, that red shape into your design or do you burn over it? Um I'll do both. Like I'll absolutely take it into consideration for design. Um, I will always wet my wood a little bit with some water just so I know how it's going to look when it's clear coated. And because this darkens up a lot, I will try and do something that's not so detailed on it because you'll lose that detail when it's clear coated. Yeah. Um, I'll try and keep a lot of the design maybe to the outside instead of the heartwood just so I don't lose the design in the coloring. But I definitely do try and incorporate the, the figuring and all that into a piece where do you unique. source your wood? I get a lot of it locally. I know a couple of um, timber companies a couple hours from here um, that I can get like the bigger slabs and everything from. And then there's my um, basswood that I get, like the one that the fox is on, I get from Walnut mm -hmm. Hollow. Okay. Because we don't get a lot of places up here that have basswood. Yeah, and that's a nice wood to burn on. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, and then I can see your razor tip there. Is that your favorite machine it's to use? Yeah, um, I really enjoy the razor tip and coal wood as well. I really enjoy. Okay. Yeah, so I've got two razor tip burners and I do have a coal wood. But what's nice about this one, because it's got the three ports, is I've got the cord razor tip pens and then I've got a cord for the coal wood pens oh so you can use either one yeah so like this is one of my coal wood pens and it's one of my favorite ones if it's gonna be really hard to see it's like a large shader type thing yeah big thing um so it's cool so it's nice having the different cords and then most of my other ones the razor tip yeah so that's nice um I like them for different reasons like the machines for different reasons. But yeah. Yeah, they're both the, great. So what are the reasons that you like them? Like you I really use like, one or the other? Yeah, like with Colwood too, you can also hook up the wire for a razor tip pen. It's just a lot more work because it's screwed into the back, the wires. <laughs> um, but Colwood does have a higher heat output, and that's why I always went to Colwood. It's because I like that high heat output. But this is the new um, high heat output machine from Razortip. It's an SL3. And okay. it actually does a really great job. Like we've got the digital dial on it. And I don't normally go above a 60 because then it's like red hot. And is that out of 100? Out of 100, yes. Okay. 
yeah so it's it's like excessive almost so it's kind of replaced my cold wood a bit because it does have the high heat that I like yeah and then you've got a whole bunch of nib nibs or yes. pens there these so are you showed us different. the yeah, yeah this is the cold wood pen and it's just a shader I don't know if you can if I get close can you just see a little it? bit it's a little bit blurry so just a little bit lower yeah. Okay. So yeah, this is their large round shader. And then these ones are all, all razor tip. So this one is like a, it looks like a little iron head or teardrop yeah. kind of. This one I love for shading. Um, it gives a really nice smooth shade. And then I've got like just a small round shader. And I use this one for almost everything. This one I use for texture, for fur trees anything like that and that's then, one of my favorite styles too yes because <laughs> you can is, get those nice clean edges but it also absolutely. does the shading so easily and comfortably yeah yeah exactly this one is a spear tip shader and they usually come bent but i straighten mine out so it's easier to work with <laughs> and i really enjoy it for line work and then these two tips i made myself so with razor tip you can get the wires from them to make your own tips. And that's just what I do. I use some pliers and that, and I just bend them to the shape that I want. And these are great for anything, outlining, shading, texture. And I've got for some nice sizes. smooth lines. Absolutely. Yeah. Writing, like if you're doing some font or something, they're great for that. So I've got the two different gauges. Like this is a large one. This is a small one. And I go through them really quick. So I'm constantly making more. <laughs> yeah so those are my wow. favorite pens like I have a lot more but I don't really use them yeah you've got the couple that are like your your go-to yes absolutely yeah this one I'm getting um I'm starting to lean more towards this one now than this one because and it could be because this one's worn down so much so maybe that's why it affects it a little bit but I I like this one because it's got a slight point to it like it's not a harsh sharp point but it's good for getting um like in tighter spaces sure that makes sense and while we're while we're in this view do you have favorite <laughs> um safety items or things because you're you're burning on the porch so i'm guessing that means you've got pretty good airflow yeah like i have a door and i've got two windows that open and i've got a large window here but it doesn't open um but for safety equipment I'm really bad. I don't wear a mask unless there's a bunch of smoke. But I do wear this when I get a lot of smoke. It's an RZ mask. And yeah. It's got just the carbon filter in it. And it's nice because it's not like this big chunky thing on my face. And then I use it a lot when I'm in the workshop too, sanding my wood and everything. Because I have had pneumonia before from sanding my wood. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I've learned my yeah, lesson. That's something to avoid. <laughs> yes. And I use um, this fume extractor. Um, it's by Nguyen. And it's a great little fume extractor. Like you can set it right near your piece and it just sucks it out. It's fairly quiet and it's just got a little on off cord. And it works very well. You can change out yeah. the filters in it and everything. Um, sometimes I work with a silicone mat from Razor Tip. That's just nice. to protect it. Yeah, it just protects my work surface because um, I'm really bad at burning things. <laughs> so this is, it's nice to have. And it's non-slip too, so my piece doesn't slip around, which is really handy. And then yeah. that's pretty much it for my safety stuff. Like the windows, the ventilation is the biggest thing for sure. Yeah, just getting that, that clear, clear air. Exactly. Especially with the girls being in the house, I don't want them breathing that in. Right. Absolutely. And then what kind of finishes do you do? You said clear coat. So what, what kind of yes. stuff do you use for that? It piece itself. Um, if it's a cutting board, of course, I use like just mineral oil. Um, it's not something that's super fancy that the customer has to go out and buy like a $50 product or something like that to redo or anything like that. Um, so it's just 100% mineral oil I'll, I'll use on it nice and cheap 
And then all my other pieces, I use Krylon and I use a spray and it's a low odor clear gloss. And it's, okay. it's really nice because it goes on really thin. Yeah. And it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't cause the wood to, to change color or anything. And that was my biggest thing. And the spray is nice because it doesn't affect any kind of watercolor or paint that you use. Absolutely. And that's why I started using it. I was using a brush on clear coat before, but it started smudging. Like even the white highlights I add to pieces, it was smudging. So just going to this um, definitely stopped that for sure. And I also find like it's it's a little, it's kind of work working, but I can talk now. Um, it's, it's a workable fixative almost. So yeah. if I see like in one area on my piece, if I added too much white pencil crayon, because sometimes this will bring out the white and make it more vibrant, <laughs> I can take my eraser and erase some of that. Okay. And it's still, yeah, without being like, oh, well, there's too much clear coat on it. Now it's, it's pooched. <laughs> yeah. So at least it's, it's workable in that form, which is really nice. And there's like next to no odor for it, obviously with the low odor. So I can do it in the house without affecting anybody. Because <laughs> it's Even too better. cold to be outside. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Great. Um, so what would you say uh, you've got, what kind of style do you, I, you like the kind of realistic fantasy style. Do you also like, um, line drawings or other things like that? What, what kind of styles are really fun for you to burn? Um, I do enjoy doing line work. So like, as you notice in my Fox, it's got the, the abstract, lots of lines. Cause sometimes it's just really satisfying to burn really dark, deep lines. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. So that's nice. Um, but I like trying many different styles. I don't really have a specific one. Like I do my realism or almost realism, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, as much as I can. But I do like trying other ones just to incorporate different styles into my own work. Cool. Um, and when you're when you're burning, when the girls are at school, when your husband's away. What what happens in the background? Are you listening to something, watching TV? Is it just you and the burn? I listen to a lot of audiobooks and podcasts. Yeah, something that's just coming in and you can enjoy but don't have to pay attention to. Exactly. And that was my problem. Like I used to binge movies and TV shows and stuff that I found I would be watching more than working. <laughs> so I had to, to veto that. And going with the podcasts and the audiobooks and that definitely a lot better yeah do you listen to like fantasy books and um get get some inspiration there for your pieces or do you yes what kind of books do you like um I like I'm all over the place with books I love history books um anything to do with world war ii I'm obsessed with um true crime and yeah the fantasy I do read a lot of the fantasy as well and then podcasts it's mainly serial killers <laughs> <laughs> fun i i can't listen to those because i wouldn't be able to sleep at night but i'm glad i'm glad they're good for you yes <laughs> good um I, and i saw that you recently did a collaboration with annie carver from pyrocrafters have you done a lot of those not really. Um, hers was the first one I, or she was the first one I had worked with in a while. Um, I did a group collaboration project on a Halloween monster mash a few years ago um, oh, with fun. a few other ladies. It was a lot of fun. We each got a section of the monster and we couldn't see each other's burn until the whole thing was done. So that was a lot oh, of fun. Cool. Yeah. So and like you did a tail or a nose or a... I did the feet. On okay. It. And then um, there was a lady um, named Sam in Vancouver, BC. She did the head and she did a skull with antlers. And Basha in Toronto, I believe she lives in Toronto or that area, um, she did the body. So she did a big okay. body with a striped shirt. And then I did the feet with like rotting boots and stuff. <laughs> and there was a bunch of groups doing style so that we were all in groups of three and then they were all auctioned off for a charity oh that's so fun yeah it was really I'll good have, 
I'll have to go scroll back in your feed and see if I can find it. <laughs> it's there somewhere. But that sounds like fun. <laughs> yes. I really enjoyed it. And then the only other time I've really collaborated with other people is for a few giveaways with other artists okay. who collaborated. Yeah. And it's not necessarily even on the piece. It was just on the giveaway itself. We've collaborated. So you contributed some piece, a piece or a... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then I guess that leads us right into what is your online presence? You're on Instagram. You're, you have your website. Yeah. Yeah. I have um, my YouTube channel as well. Um, I am and there's on some great a... tutorials on there. Thanks. <laughs> um, I do have Pinterest, although I'm not constantly on there very much, but my stuff's on there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do have Twitch. I do live streams um, sometimes when I do when get you're time. burning. Yeah, and if it's not um, a commission, I find with the commissions, people can be really picky about when you show it online, especially if they're giving it as a gift. So, sure. yeah, so they don't want people to see it. So I got to make sure I'm working on something that I want to work on that's not somebody else's stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it. Um, but that's pretty much it. Like, I'm on Facebook as well. But Instagram and YouTube are definitely the biggest ones for me. And people find you there and come to your website and get commissions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's surprising. I, the majority of my commissions actually come through Facebook. Okay. I, yeah. That makes sense. I I think that there's there are people on Facebook who are looking for that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I do. I, it's been picking up on Instagram more for commissions. Um, I have been getting a lot more through my website, but it's still being directed from Instagram and other sources, of course. Oh, sure. And I think you're pretty, you've got really fair prices for yourself. Um, how, how do you come up with that pricing scheme? And I know you've got your pricing uh, guide on your website, which is super helpful for like, well, I think I want this size piece and then. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm even refining it more. Like currently, I'm working on the back end of my website right now to do, um, like my funky shaped pieces I'm putting on there with the price and everything. So that way, people know that those are available and it's not just basswood <laughs> that's available. Yeah. But um, I do price my art based on square inch. Okay. For the piece I was doing hourly, um, but it just it wouldn't work out because as I get better with experience, I get faster. And I'm underpaying myself with it because then I'm not charging as much because it's not taking as long, if that makes sure. sense. <laughs> so yeah. I did a lot of research and like it took me months um, to swap over to a um, per square inch type rate. And then um, it's made it so much easier. And like when I get commissions, people want quotes, estimate or whatever, and with an hourly, you're kind of just guessing like, well, it might take me this long, but it might take me longer. Whereas with the per square inch, it's a set price. Like there's sure. a couple things that might change the price a little bit. Like if they're wanting me to design like the entire thing by like sketch and, and stuff like I've done some fantasy pieces where the whole design is sketched out first and then or put into the computer and then refined and everything. So obviously something like that's going to more but it just it makes it so much easier when you have a set price like that. yeah yeah and I I think your prices were pretty fair when I was looking at that I was like that sounds like Jen's getting paid what she what she's worth yes like I don't have a lot to like overhead costs or anything just because I work out of my home um so I just make sure I cover my material costs and then um what I feel I should be getting for my knowledge basically and my experience yeah that's awesome um let's take a quick break here okay. and we'll be right back sounds good and welcome back all right jen let's take uh let's take a minute and talk about how you you i mean you've talked about a little bit already how you um, protect your family time, but how do you balance and take care of yourself? What's your, how do you take care of Jen amongst the, I'm a mom, I'm a pyrographer, I'm a businesswoman. What do you do to take care of yourself? 
Um, I make sure to set hours, um, especially for my business. I've got set hours for it, of course. But even during that time for business time, I set a timer on my phone and I only work in that timer. Um, and during that time, I don't answer my phone. I don't do anything else. It's just I focus on, on that. When the timer's up, um, I'll go and do some stretching. I'll take like a small break. I'll stretch my hands to make sure they get a, a good workout. Um, and then I try and break up my days. Every couple of days, I try and go to the gym. That's new. So hopefully I'll stay on track <laughs> with that. <laughs> hey, we're gym. into February and you're still doing it. So yes. well done. <laughs> yes. Um, or I go for a jog depending on the weather or something. And then I come home and do lunch just by myself. Just kind of like get away from the burning setting and the work setting and stuff. And then once my girls are home off the bus, um, I don't go back to this unless they're doing their own thing. And I'm like, okay, I'm bored. (laughs) (laughs) Then I'll come back and do something. (laughs) Um, Homework time is also burning time. Exactly. They have their, their time where it's like, no, they just want to play together in their room. So it's like, well, what am I going to (laughs) do? So because this is also my hobby, this is what I turn to when they're busy doing stuff. Sure. Um, but also like weekends, obviously when they're home and stuff, we make sure to try and get out. Like we like to go out hiking and stuff. Right now is not the greatest weather to be doing it. Um, but we do try and get out whether it's just swimming or skating or something. Um, and just doing stuff like that with them definitely helps break up from the business as well. And then it's not all that. It's like the whole leave it at the door type thing. Yeah. So, so you've got kind of your defined times. This is work yeah. time. This is my time to take care of myself. This is when my girls are home. Okay, yes. everyone's gone to bed. We'll spend some time with my husband and then maybe get yeah. some extra burning in. Yeah, my husband, Tyler, works um, shift work. So he does four on, four off, and he's gone 12 hours a day. So usually when he comes home in the evening, um, he gets to see the girls for half an hour before they're in bed. And then it's that's our time when they go to bed. That's our time in the evening. So I don't like working on anything while he's home for that. But then on his days off, it's like, go away. (laughs) (laughs) He's got this habit and he knows that that when he's home and I'm trying to work, he he bugs and stuff. And it's like, you're bugging me. I can't get anything done. (laughs) Because he's he's always like, let's go do this or let's go do that. Or it's like, okay, so we'll go and do stuff. And I'm like, I'm not getting anything done because of you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> come on so come on yeah so it's that's nice too like I do enjoy going out and breaking it up and stuff like that and when he knows when he's bugging me too much he goes away <laughs> <laughs> fun um and how do you uh are you able to spend most of your time like you've got your timer for when you're um, working and then yes. are you able to spend do you spend a lot how much time do you spend on like your social media presence or your internet presence and how much time do you spend on um, writing tutorials or things like you know uh, other aspects of the business shipping things you know yeah um, it really depends what needs to get done I usually try and set a time oh half an hour to an hour in the mornings like my girlfriends are on the bus by eight thirty. And the bus stop's right outside, so it's it makes it super easy. So from 8.30 till 9.30 is when I do anything that I need to on the computer, whether it's inputting new orders, um, doing anything for shipping, um, adding stuff to my website, taking stuff down, um, anything like that I'll do then. And then I set my timer to do work in hour increments just so I can get that break in between. And then... Um, especially if I've got two different projects on the go, like I'll work on one in the morning and one in the afternoon and not mix them. So that way it's also giving me a break from the design too. So I'm not like, oh, this is starting to get a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then I usually try and leave Fridays for anything that needs to get done. Like I do a lot of scheduling for my posts. I use um, the Meta Business Suite and schedule all my posts and I try and do that on Fridays because then I'll do like three or four at a time to schedule um, up to a month in advance if I have the the stuff for it and it just makes it easier because I'm not focusing on burning that day or worrying like oh I got to get this done 
then I can just do that and it's over and done with. I don't have to worry about posting all that stuff for the following week. So I try and do it on, on set days. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's so nice to have that scheduling capability. Yes. Yeah. So you can post to Instagram, Facebook, what, mm-hmm. wherever else you need to and just yeah, like take sure. that one day to figure that out instead of trying to do it every day. Yeah. Instead of like end up being like, okay, well, I got to post this and you're spending like 10 minutes on it and it turns into an hour and then two hours and you're like, I still got to do this. If you just focus it on one day, then you're not worrying about the other stuff. You, you got this. That's great. All right. It's time to play our favorite game here on Peak Pyrography. <laughs> uh, that is the deserted island. So as a pyrographer, if you were left on a deserted island and you were left with one kind of wood, one burner, one nib, and then you can pick one other item that you'd like to have there with you. Um, obviously my razor tip, for sure. Um, wood, maple. Maple's my maple. go-to. I just, yeah, I just love maple. And like I said, there's so many different kinds of maple, so it's, yeah. it's fun. Um, and, and probably my Colwood shader pen working with and probactly a pencil. <laughs> A pencil. <laughs> a pencil. <laughs> so you can sketch on there. and Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, who are, I, I like to have a moment in here to talk about the wood burning community because it's been really a great place to join and people have been so supportive. People like you who are saying yes to coming on the podcast <laughs> and um, teaching things, learning things. Um, who are three accounts that you feel like everyone should be following and these could be big accounts little accounts it could be pyrographers it could be non-pyrographers you know okay I was gonna ask that <laughs> yeah um I have there's just there's so many amazing pyrographers on there that it's too hard to choose so I chose um three other art accounts um they're not necessarily pyrographers so my first top one top one would have to be Etherington Brothers I don't know if I'm saying okay. that right. They are um, a couple of brothers who do basically how to draw stuff. And they just, they kind of dumb it down on different basic everyday things. And Which is things that have... all of us need all the time. You're like. Yeah. And they have books. So I have all their books. Um, but they have every single tutorial that's in here is available for free on their Instagram. And that's why I love them so much. So like anything, whether it's like glass, mechanical stuff, houses, trees, people, excuse me. Um, So it's just like landscapes and everything. Um, But yeah, all these like are available on their Instagram free. Yeah. And it, it helps so much. Like I've gotten so much from them and I have four of their books. I think they have five or six out now and it's just it's they're really amazing um and then another account is i have it written down <laughs> here we go um ak from ak organics um she okay. she does wood burning too but it's a little different she, she does these stunning um paintings like acrylic paintings on wood canvases and they're like uh almost like a steampunk type idea. They're very detailed. And the sides of her wood canvas, she burns the design. Oh. So she paints the front and then she burns the edges of the design. Interesting. And it's so cool. Like I really like just that mix together. And yeah. Just, yeah, it's just really nice. Um, and then another lady that I really enjoy her work. She used to do pyrography. I don't, I haven't seen a lot of it on her profile anymore. Um, is Jessica from roots ring roots wings illustrations. Okay. Um, she does, like I said, it used to be pyrography, but she's kind of gone to like pen and ink kind of type style, but she does these really like whimsical designs. And then she uses pencil crayon to color the insides of them 
almost like doorways into other realms type ideas or dreamlands and oh, stuff. Oh, cool. And they're like her detail in them and everything is just, it's amazing. But she does it all on wood, which is amazing. Oh, so she does the pen and ink on wood. Yeah, she does it on the wood. Interesting. Yeah. So those That's are so fun. Yeah, they're so they're not necessarily pyrography, they're but they're really nice. And that Etherington ones, like it's just helpful for anybody that does, whether it's drawing or pyrography or anything like that. Very useful. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I think I saw one where they were just like talking about gloves. Yeah. Like what does a glove look like when it gets put on your hand and you're illustrating it? <laughs> exactly. And it's just it's dumbed down into such easy ways to understand so you can put it to your own use yeah and so people who are like i'm not an artist i can't draw yeah sure you can exactly give it a try yeah like when they show um detailed stuff it's just scribbles like yeah. it's not actual detail it's just a, when you look at it from a distance it looks detailed but it's not yeah so it's, it's, it's great <laughs> awesome well, Jen, what do you? What are the big things that you've got coming up? Are there any journeys that we can follow you on? I don't have a lot at the moment, honestly. Um, I am hoping to get another tutorial out um, for adding watercolor to burnings, and it's slow going, obviously, just with being really busy with the commissions and everything. Yeah, um, and you just you've got one tutorial right now on the shading, right? I've got two tutorials out. I've got okay. one on using like the solid tip wood burner because okay. most people start out with the solid tips. So yes. I put on there um, different techniques you can use with different tips and stuff. And then, yes, I do have the shading one. And I seen you had the, the tree from that. Yes. And uh, if anybody hasn't, Jen is Jen's style is so beautiful. It <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It, it her style is so beautiful and it's the shading and if you're interested in shading like you got to go check out her tutorial on it um because even like i th it was the first time i'd really tried the shading style and i yeah. was you know mine turned out pretty good my <laughs> my husband thought it was really good but he didn't see he didn't get to watch yours happen <laughs> But it's learning your tips. It's yes, just practice with the same tips. Like when and, I first, and you did such a great job of like, you know, slowing it down, starting in one spot, and even like you're like, okay, we're gonna start on this, but then we came back to it later when you're like, okay, and now let's think about this root is putting a cast shadow on this one, and like things that I just wasn't thinking about, and then yeah. it all added up really well together. Yeah, that was my biggest thing when making it. I'm like, I could go into so much here about just shadows and lighting. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I gotta keep it shorter, otherwise my video is gonna be like six hours long. <laughs> yeah, so if, if you haven't checked that out, and if you're interested in shading, or if you absolutely love Jen's style, make sure that you go check out her tutorial. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. I've still got this piece, I don't know what I'm gonna do with it yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. But yeah, other than the watercolor, like I don't have um, a lot coming up right now. I've been um, working really hard on my website. I had redid my whole website design. Um, I'm really bad. I change it up a lot <laughs> and often. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I've had a lot of issues with my website pro provider. Um, so I, I went to go to another website provider. And just before I went to make the move over, I found a lot of issues with them that weren't working for me. So now I'm back with the same one I always have been and still having the same issues. But now I'm like, well, I'm just going to redo my website design again. So <laughs> I'm currently working on redoing my whole website again. And and that is NorthstarPyrography at, or yeah, is NorthstarPyrography.com. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so go check Jen out there. Yeah. Um, are there any goals or other things you want to share about? Or mostly right now, it's, you know, get well, the girls. Long, yeah, long-term goals. Um, I really want to do large pieces. And that's why I started doing the cherry, like the gnome, the Viking gnome, because it's larger. But I want to do even bigger. 
is my goal. And people could even grab prints of that one if. Yes, I do have prints available on my website for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I really want to do large works. Um, detailed, of course. I like doing the detail. Um, yeah, just larger pieces. And then further down the road, another goal is to not do commissions at all. Okay. And just sell my own work. And that would be amazing. Designs. Yeah. You get to come up with all of it and. Exactly. And I'm working nope. on just that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And you don't end up with pets that you're like, well, this is another pet. <laughs> but pet, pet, yeah. the pets are great to work on. And it's yeah. giving a piece with someone's pet is so special to them. Oh, yeah. Like it just, I got a video from a customer the other day of her giving the piece that she had ordered to her husband. And he just, he was in awe. He just loved it. And it just, it sounds cheesy, but it really just fulfill like it fills your heart yeah it fills right that up, up. Just, yeah absolutely um I really enjoy doing the pet portraits um they do kind of get repetitive sometimes so I have to break them up with my own work so they don't get repetitive yeah. um but they're a lot of fun like just the personalities you can see in the different the different animals and stuff is is great yeah but, yeah yeah get to get to experience a little bit of all of them yeah absolutely yeah. Awesome. Well, Jen, thank you so much for coming on today. This has been so much fun to chat with you. You're welcome. Thanks again for having me. Yeah. And we'll, um, yeah, I can't wait for everybody else to get to hear this one too. Yeah, good. <laughs> My daughter's looking forward to it, so. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, that was super fun and educational. Thanks for tuning in. And a special thank you to our guest, Jennifer LaBerge of North Star Pyrography. Next episode, we'll be talking to Elena Dawson from Sweet Peach Burns. If you're listening only, make sure to check out the YouTube videos to catch any of the visuals that you may have missed. Peak Pyrography is produced by Fetty Studios and Justine Fetty. Our producer and sound engineer is Kevin Fetty. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like and subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You can share your comments on today's podcast or suggestions for the future on Instagram at peak underscore pyro or via email at peakpyrography at gmail.com. That's P-E-A-K-P-Y-R-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y at gmail.com. Until next time, keep creating. I can't wait to see what you make next.